Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast, where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace, and thanks for joining me. All right, we are back with a new episode. Thanks for joining me this week. Today, I have Michelle with me, and um, I'm so happy to have her on. She has such a cool story to share with you guys, and um, she really, I have learned from her and been inspired by her, so I really wanted to bring her on to talk about her um, her very interesting story, the company she started, and just share with you all from um, just a a person just like us and kind of what they're doing on a daily basis to live this conscious, healthy, maintainable lifestyle. So Michelle, thanks for joining me. Um, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Thank you for having me. Um, Like you said, my name's Michelle. I am married to an amazing man who is also an entrepreneur, which is Mm -hmm. why I'm doing what I do. I have two little boys, the ages of six and three, and they're pretty awesome. They are my (laughs) gifts from God for sure. Um, And I am the owner of Tribe Essentials, which is a handcrafted small batch body care company Mm -hmm. that I started. It's amazing. Actually, she gifted me some of the products and I was really, really blown away by them. And I tend tend to have like really dry skin. And it was one of the only body butters that I could put on. And then Mm. the next morning I didn't have to moisturize. So stay tuned for the end of this episode because we're going to be doing a cool giveaway for you all with her products. So be on um, the lookout for that. But um, so you are currently residing here in Florida. You have your boys, you have Mm -hmm. your business now. Um, what inspired you to start tribe essentials and kind of what, what started that whole journey for you? So it was as simple as living, like you said, that clean toxin free life, but it kind of started back when I was a teenager, I was 14 years old and diagnosed with acute promyelocytic leukemia. I went through my treatments with that and was cured six years to the date. Um, And then I was re-diagnosed with another cancer called Ewing sarcoma. So nothing really caused that that I was doing. We weren't really knowledgeable of things that we were putting on our bodies at the time. How long later were you diagnosed with a second one? It was six years. Okay, six years So as soon as I was put into remission and cured, I was re-diagnosed with the new cancer. So it was a little frustrating because I feel like, well, what did I do? Mm -hmm. You know, what did my parents do? You always have those questions kind of in the back of your mind and went through those treatments, um, which were pretty life-altering, um, normal chemotherapy side effects. And one of them was being told I would never have children because chemo kills off fast-growing cells. And part of that is your reproduction system. Mm. So here I am at 20 years old being told all of this, going through my second round of chemotherapy um, with a second diagnosis that was considered just bad luck. Um in the middle of college, um, and at the time with a boyfriend and my life kind of just stopped. So that's kind of the history of where this kind of all started. And then as I graduated and got a great job, met my husband 
and ended up having two beautiful children, it really brought to my mind just, wow, like I went through a lot as a young adult and there are so many things today. I mean, this was about 20 years ago, right? Right. There's so many more things today that you can research and, um, you know, just the knowledge that you can gain and different things that you're putting onto your body and what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So and how it affects you and health. how it affects yeah. you. So back when we had our first child, we decided to be, you know, the people that ate really well and mm. watch what we put on our bodies. So we got everything organic and all of the stuff that I was intaking, even from like my prenatals to our food, to what I was putting on my belly was organic. Right. And this was six years ago, seven years ago. And I feel like even back then there was a, not a lot of options. It's right. amazing what has changed in seven years. Yeah. So we kind of started that clean, toxic-free living based on my history. Right. Okay. And now bringing children into the world, how can I protect them the best? So do you feel like after your second diagnosis uh, and, mm-hmm. tre- you know, you went through treatment, you got the clean bill of health yep. and then you kind of carried on with life. But what maybe really inspired you to make changes was mm-hmm. your pre- your pregnancy, pregnancy. or the, the idea of wanting to get pregnant. Yep. I yep. mean, I think, you know, cancer is such a horrible thing to go through mm-hmm. and it can literally change everyone's lives involved. Right. But in some ways out of everything can come something good. And right. mm-hmm. I think it can sometimes give people a different appreciation for life mm-hmm. and a certain awareness too, to yes. be like, okay, what do, what do I need to do to prevent or to make up for what happened? You right. know? And so, yep. So that, that's when you started to really embrace this lifestyle and yes. changed your nutrition and yep. you were careful of what you're putting on your body. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so how long did it take you to get pregnant then at that point when you guys kind of started we trying? Was it long? It, it was a funny way. Um, we got pregnant and we miscarried okay. um, about 15 weeks in. The miscarriage was a little traumatizing. My body kind of shut down through it. So I had to get rushed to the emergency room. Mm. And I kind of wasn't sure what was going on because I had never been pregnant and I had never miscarried. So I did miscarry. And then we eventually got pregnant um, three months after that miscarriage with my firstborn. Then we moved here and I found out I was pregnant again. Oh, wow. Um, So that was about 16 months. They would have been 16 months apart. Oh, wow. The babies. So when we moved here, I was pregnant and this is about five years ago, and we miscarried again. Oh. And then we got pregnant with our second child eight months after that. So part of me is like, well, yes, I'm healthy, but I do have a history. Absolutely. So those miscarriages, were they caused by anything mm-hmm. um, from my past? I don't know. Um, but it does bring up that feeling of like, oh, was this from the chemo? Is oh, this something right. I could have prevented? I'm sure, so yeah. yeah, so the pregnancies were every other was a miscarry. Um, and we stopped at that, but we just felt like it, our two boys are good and they're healthy and I'm mm. healthy and we want to kind of keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in the midst of all that and having kids, I've been staying home. So I have a great marketing background. I used Mm -hmm. to do product development. So Tribe Essentials kind of came about with just this idea of what can I do at home? What can we do that's fun, but also offer somebody an option of a healthy lifestyle, like 
the first, one of the first things most people put on their body is a lotion because their skin's dry and your skin's your biggest organ. So when I thought of developing this company, I'm like, well, this is great for me. This is great for my family and it's great for everyone else's family Mm -hmm. and tribe kind of blossomed from that idea. That's so cool. And you just started mixing them in your kitchen sort of thing. Yep. So everything is handcrafted in my kitchen. It's small batches. So I make everything like really fresh. Mm. Um, and it's simple and easy. The kids love it. They think they can eat everything, which they probably (laughs) could. It probably wouldn't taste very healthy, but (laughs) yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, um, and how did you like, how did, did you have to look up like, Mm -hmm. how do you make body butter or like recipes and stuff? Yep. So, Obviously, I didn't have a ton of knowledge on making a body butter or sugar scrub. I kind of had an idea mm-hmm. of what that would look like. Um, and my entire business started with the bath bomb, which most people use, but they don't realize how many toxins are in them when they're right. buying them from the store. And the bath bombs are really hard to make. So I'm like, well, forget that. Let's look at body butter. I looked up a bunch of different recipes and I kind of made up my own and threw in some different oils that I wanted to use. And same with the sugar scrubs. It's just trial and error and what worked best and what made the body butter so nice and not oily and not greasy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there was definitely a process to it in my kitchen (laughs) with my husband's help and some friends were product testers and gave me, you know, just the great feedback and that's all constructive feedback. That's so cool. And I mean, you know, really I talk a lot about the importance of chemical free Mm -hmm. cosmetics and body care products. And I feel like in a way you're living proof of that and Mm -hmm. how important it is. And, um, I just, I think that there needs to be more conversation around the ingredients and being conscious of what is in products because so many of them have been linked to infertility, Mm -hmm. cancer, hormone disruption, you know, neurotoxicity even it's really scary and so um you know what what have you kind of learned along the way when making your products like did you have certain standards that you wanted to abide by when making them or certain ingredients that maybe you wanted to avoid and you were like this is my kind of standard you know right so one of the big things that um I wanted to avoid our parabens, sulfates, um, petroleum, um, things that are highly used in a lot of body care products that I chose not to use. Fragrances, um, preservatives. So the reason why there's small batches is because they're not going to last as long. So I don't use any preservatives. There's no chemicals in it to keep it. There's no dyes. So there's no color to it. Everything Mm -hmm. looks the same. Um, and then the ingredients that I love are organic and Mm -hmm. pure. So like the dead sea salt is a pure certified, pure dead sea salt that I use for my Epsom salts. Um, the shea butter that I use is organic. So everything going into it is organic. The essential oils are pure and that's what gives you the aroma of each scent. So it's a pretty small ingredient list, but it's all ingredients you could pronounce, they're all organic or certified pure. Yeah. And I think that's so important when Mm -hmm. you're shopping for a product to be able to read the ingredient list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A label reader. Like even Whole Foods, you go in and you turn stuff over and I'm like, if I see this massive 
paragraph of ingredients. I put it back. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's not worth my time. (laughs) Yep. And uh, there are, you know, we've learned like not everything that's plant-based or Mm -hmm. um, natural organic is necessarily good for you. So it's, it's important to do, to understand and do research Mm -hmm. on your ingredients. But there are so many unnecessary things that are being put in products that are cheap Right. And uh, that are detrimental to our health. But because there's no regulations around it. Not here. Yeah. No. Companies <laughs> don't have to be transparent. Right. So, right. Um, what would you say are some of your favorite high performing clean brands? Because I know like we mm-hmm. talked about Beauty Counter and, yep. and you also use Beauty Counter products and yes. love them. Yep. Um, do you have any brands that you're like super loyal to and into? <laughs> So obviously for myself, like you said, I do a lot of beauty counter skincare and makeup. Yeah. And then I also love their sunscreen. Oh yeah. The other sunscreen I love, this is part of your skincare and your beauty, right? Mm. Is, um, Bear Republic. I use it on myself and the kids and they have really fun scents and like stuff. I don't know. I love it. Yes. You're a little white and pasty on the beach, but (laughs) you're like, I feel good after leaving the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And my skin's been really great with it. Um, I use their lip balm too, Yes, which I was going to tell you, you need to make a lip lip balm balm. (laughs) out of the shea butter because I, I put that on my lips and it works really well. Some people use my body butter as an eye cream. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cause I was thinking she used to put this in a little like a uh, little like tube. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have ideas. I have a lot of ideas. Um, and then what else? I mean, like soaps, we're really clean with soaps. Um, we pretty much use a Castile-based soap, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And I just, that's what I use. It's a, um, like a Melaleuca-based, okay. and that's what we use. We use Dr. Bronner's or Dr. Okay. Wood's. Yeah, yep. I've used Dr. Bronner's. I found that the body bar might be a little bit too... Like drying. Yeah, or yep. too like stripping. So mm-hmm. I, I like the hand soaps yep. a lot. Yeah, um, so I use that in the shower, and then okay. I do my sugar scrub to okay. add in back all the oils. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. So, and, and then, then what about, um, are you, did you have another one there you wanted to mention? Yeah, I just like certain perfume brands. I used to wear a lot of different, like expensive perfumes. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh man, there's so many, like so there's bad. so much stuff in there, like the fragrances and mm-hmm. the alcohol. And, um, and another thing when I was pregnant and then nursing, I hated wearing all that stuff oh, and yeah. having the baby up against me. Yeah. So I like Skylar and then Pacifica is what I'm wearing actually today. It's like okay. a sandalwood vanilla base and then they do a plant-based alcohol. So okay. it's not, um, drying. It's not going to, and that's it. That's the only ingredients in their oh, perfume okay. and it lasts all day. And I'm like, who knew yeah, you don't right. need all of this like, expensive stuff. Perfume is a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. And some of you guys that might've followed me on social media, saw me do my live where I threw out all my perfumes and I had like, it's so hard to flower do bomb and <laughs> yes. Chanel. Flower bomb my favorite. Yeah. I was obsessed <laughs> so with hard. that, but literally now, because I don't touch it, I don't use any mm-hmm. artificial fragrance anywhere. It yep. will make me so so nauseous if I yes. smell it. Yes. So I threw them all out because I started learning that there can be up to 3000 different like carcinogens, carcinogens yes. and they don't have to label what they are because no. they're protected under trade secret laws. And that's like, that's scary. It's mind-blowing. And then you yeah. think where you're spraying it is typically your neck, your endocrine glands, system, yeah, yeah. breast mm-hmm. area. 
So it, you know, it takes what, 26 seconds for something to to absorb absorb and enter Mm -hmm. your bloodstream. So, um, what do you do? What do you like as far as like home products, like stuff that you can use to clean the house? Do you have like any brands that you really like there? I'm going to go super crunchy on this and I make my own stuff. Oh, you do? (laughs) I don't sell it, but I do a lot of vinegar, essential oil based stuff. Okay. Vinegar's an amazing disinfectant. Yeah. Um, we do the on guard by doTERRA, their spray. And then we even like our laundry and stuff like that. It's like super stripped of everything yeah and then if I want to add in like a lavender I just use an essential oil to scent it like even our dryer balls I'll add like an essential oil to it but we're pretty stripped clean that's cool of our you know our house cleaning products yeah I told my cleaning lady I'm like I don't don't use if I come home and I smell like a strong product I'm just Mm -hmm. like (gasps) yeah it it makes me sick too so she now knows and she's using all the vinegar yes and the baking soda Mm -hmm. and then the same I did find a great laundry brand um the laundress yeah but Mm -hmm. some of their stuff they do use fragrance right but they are I would say probably one of the most high performing cleaner right you know brands yeah. and then also um what's that other brand oh maybe it'll come to me it's really good I can't think of it right now yeah but. I found a couple and it's funny because it's hard to strip stuff like you're saying just like throwing out perfume and yeah going like all like super non-toxic with cleaning because you feel like it needs to be toxic for right. it to get rid of stuff right. so it's a really hard transition and I feel like I always tell people like start with like just your body like absolutely start with taking care of yourself do one thing at a time yeah one day at a time because it can be very overwhelming I mean we've been doing this for 10 years exactly so it's been very overwhelming to tell someone like oh like you're doing you have this to get rid of everything get rid of everything yeah no like one thing at a time yeah so you're not like it is a lifestyle totally. it's not just like a you know a, a quick fix it's yeah a lifestyle it's been change. an <laughs> evolution for mm-hmm. myself and obviously for you too and yeah. I think that as you start to understand okay you're looking at what am I eating what's mm-hmm. in the food I'm eating what am I putting on my body what are these ingredients it just right. evolves into questioning all of the other things that you're coming in contact with. And if, you know, if you realize, well, this, this is unregulated and they're Mm -hmm. allowed to put these chemicals. So what else are they putting chemicals in? And then it just kind of spirals and you just become a way more conscious consumer. Right. And it's not like you need to be this crazy, um, over the top person. Yeah. It's just being knowledgeable. It's just like someone who has their PhD in something. They're not like a doctor. If you go see your physician, he's knowledgeable in a lot of different areas. It's just like us. Now we're not going crazy overboard and like right. commanding people to change their lifestyle and all of that. It's just, it's, it's a natural process and Absolutely. it's just being knowledgeable and wise about right. what you're consuming. When you know better, you do better. Yes. Which <laughs> that brings me to, um, so I, I know a little bit about Michelle's stories with her births mm-hmm. and they're really interesting. And I wanted her to share a little bit about them with you all, because, um, again, it kind of comes into this beautiful evolution that we're all mm-hmm. experiencing of like, 
you know, living and learning as we go and yep. it opening up a whole new world. So right. tell everyone, because uh, I know there's probably a lot of women listening that have struggled with infertility or mm-hmm. miscarriages too. And yep. so every child is a blessing and yes. especially in that situation. And so For tell sure. us a little bit about your your birth birth stories. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I feel like every woman when they get pregnant have this perfect ideal picture of how their birth's going to go. Right. Yeah. Um, so with Eli, I was like, I'm going to do this natural. I'm going to work out every day. And I was able to stay really healthy during my um, pregnancy, which was great. And then it came time, um, for labor and delivery, which I was actually terrified of my first Mm -hmm. time. Nobody kind of, I had no coach telling me like, oh, well, this is what's going to happen. And this is what happens in your transition. Right. These are the things you're going to feel. And this is how you breathe through it. Like we Mm -hmm. took like a really short class. Um, So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. My gynecologist and my OB, she was amazing. I mean, she was really sweet. So we get in there. Everything's progressing well. And I get to about eight centimeters and ask for an epidural, Mm -hmm. which seems normal. So they put the epidural in and I did not feel anything. So they ended up giving me a bolus, which is like a huge push of an epidural through your system. And what that made my body do was pretty much shut down. So, so you, they, when they gave you the epidural, mm -hmm. it was like too strong and you was too strong. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't feel like it's working. And then they gave it to me like a really heavy dose. So my body kind of shut down. I had a five minute contraction that wouldn't release. Um, it was called a tectonic contraction and my body kind of went into shock and I started passing out his blood pressure, the baby's was dropping. Mine was skyrocketing. Everything was kind of a mess. And little did I know that I was in my transition stage and I was going to be pushing like 30 minutes later. Mm. Nobody told me that though. They just were like, okay, you want an epidural? We're going to do whatever you say. And nobody checked me. So it was a little traumatizing. Um, I ended up, they wanted me to start pushing right away. And I was like, no, like just hear me out. Like They wanted to do an emergency C-section and I told them no. So you have a lot of power as a patient, Mm -hmm. come to find out. Um, They ended up giving me some adrenaline to get everything kind of settled down and stabilized. And then I fell asleep because the epidural ended up working. So it took the pain away. And like 30 minutes later, I was pushing out my son. Wow. (laughs) But nobody told me. You know, I had this terrifying experience with an epidural, which maybe not everybody gets, but my body didn't like it. Right. And I didn't like it when it came time to push because I had no feeling. Right. I had no idea what they were talking about. And they were like, just push like you're, you know, going to the bathroom. And I'm like, but I can't even feel that. (laughs) Um, So it was really confusing. Um, And I didn't have any good friends there at the time to kind of like coach me through that process. So he was born. He was great. I had a a long recovery with him because I tore quite a bit, Um, but short labor and delivery. It was about nine hours total, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty easy. And I only pushed for about 20 minutes. So not not that bad for your firstborn. But a little traumatizing. And so going into your second birth, you were like, okay, totally different. It's got to be different. Yes. Cause <laughs> I, I am like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, since we had our firstborn, we moved when he was 10 months old to Florida mm-hmm. and I was surrounded 
by some really great girlfriends that have done more of the natural birth process Mm -hmm. and have used midwives. And I was like, Oh, you can use a midwife today. Like (laughs) I didn't know that like really existed. Um, it just wasn't a big thing in my area where I was living. So second time around, great pregnancy. Um, he tried coming early the whole time, of course. Um, but I wanted to do it differently. I did not want the epidural. I wanted to try a natural birth Mm -hmm. and just feel what that feels like. Um, my body doesn't like pain meds and all that kind of stuff to uh, like my body likes the, its own adrenaline. Right. So we get into fast forward the nine months we get into labor and delivery Mm -hmm. and they were like, you know, do you want to be hooked up to anything? And I'm like, no, my midwife was amazing. She didn't allow anyone in my room. That's So So we birthed in a hospital, Mm -hmm. but it was a water birth. So they had the tub set up Mm -hmm. and I said, I don't want the fluids. I don't want the sugar water. They let me eat and drink without, you know, without telling a ton of people. Um, But yeah, just to give my body what it needed to get through labor and delivery. So I had him naturally, no meds, in the water in five minutes. And he, my body did exactly what it was supposed to do. And I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. Like he's literally birthing himself because when you have contractions and you can feel them, it pushes the baby down. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a really, like most people, if they were to go naturally would probably feel that process. I know there's some hiccups that come along the way, um, in different circumstances. So after he was born, we waited to cut the cord and my midwife put him on me and was like, you can hold on to him as long as you want. He looks healthy. He's breathing. They didn't take him away. And I was like, this is amazing. I'll birth babies like that every day. Yeah. Like it was such a different experience. And I was able to mentally shut down the noises Mm -hmm. around me do my deep breathing. I had my essential oils going and I just focused right. and I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I you, did, did it. you do some kind of, uh, practice or research mm-hmm. during your pregnancy to kind of know like what type of experience you yep. wanted to have. And then maybe also to build confidence mm-hmm. for yourself. Cause having had the traumatic one before you don't, yeah. you know, you probably were a little, <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I forget the name of the books, but we did, um, read some books together, my husband and I, so that mm. he was on the same page yeah. because he really wanted me to go naturally as well. So I had a really good partner in it yeah. and there are doulas and people that can help you through it if your right. husband's not up for that. Um, and some aren't, they're just, right. They don't want to see it. They don't want to know about <laughs> it. Um, and my husband stayed out of the tub with me, but we learned just the process that your body goes through with the transition and what that feels like and how mm-hmm. soon after you're going to push. So if you have a really good labor and delivery by the book, which is kind of what I had my second time around, it really helped to read the book and kind of know exactly what to expect Okay, in the first, you know, one, you know, when you're dilated between one and six or one and seven, that's just you progressing. Right. And then you're going to hit your transition and then mm. you're going to push. Like mm. there's, it's a simple process, um, that a lot of people just don't read up on or right. like figure out and just the breathing and, you know, taking the deep breaths and not yelling relaxing and screaming and relaxing. And, right. right. Because your body's trying to 
birth a human. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's a big enough experience in itself. So if you're going against that by tensing up and screaming and yelling, I remember <laughs> telling one of the nurses, she came in to check on me and I was like, can you tell the lady next door to stop screaming? And oh. she would probably birth the baby. <laughs> like I could just feel her tension. Oh yeah. From a room away, you know, and I'm like, man, if I could just encourage her to like focus and stay calm, it's a very mental thing. It is so mental. So you just got to let your body do what it's supposed to do. Yep. That's so true. And that's so cool. Thank you for sharing those Mm -hmm. stories because I think that people can relate and then Mm -hmm. also hopefully they feel encouraged for themselves that just maybe because your first birth was not what you had anticipated or it may have been scary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it can't be different the second time around. Right. And I feel like, again, going back to what we've been talking about, like knowledge is power mm-hmm. and you have a voice that you need yes. to use in that situation. And yeah. if you know all your options going in, then you're kind of better equipped right. and you have, you know, you want to have people that support. And it feels good to decisions. have that power Yeah, because you can have doctors in there telling you X, Y, and Z, but oh, if yeah. Like the first time I didn't know, right? I mean, I was like, yeah, give me the epidural. All I know is it's going to take the pain away. Right. I don't know any side effects to it and what could happen, what couldn't happen. And, you know, so yeah. it's definitely freeing to have knowledge for yourself as a patient and just in general. Yep. Um, so, um, what would you say, and I know this is kind of a broad question, but, um, what are some components that people can implement in their lives to help them live, you know, more of this conscious, sustainable, healthy, uh, life that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And I know you said starting little by little, but maybe yeah. there's some things that you could, you know, advise people on that are listening where they can start and what they can do. Yeah. Like I said, start small. Um, we became not like neurotic, crazy people, but we became ingredient readers. Mm -hmm. And I remember going through our cabinet one day, just casually in the kitchen, kind of when we were converting over to just eating organic. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that point we were only getting organic at Whole Foods pub. I mean, Publix, all the local stores by us weren't selling that yet. So starting that at that small, I mean, that's how small we started was just kind of like reading over the ingredient list and being like, wow, I'm really going to eat that, Mm -hmm. you know, and would I give my kids that Mm -hmm. at some point? Um, Just being aware of little things like that. I I think starting to eat clean kind of sets the premises for everything else or cleaning, you know, your cleaning supplies. What are you cleaning with? Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be bleach every day. It could be like even like the Windex we use or whatever it is. Um, those little things. And then as a new mom, there's so many options for really great baby care. Mm -hmm. So even if it's you starting as like a new mom, what are you, what are you giving to your kids? What are you putting on them? I mean, everything from our vitamins that I give my kids to sometimes the clothes that are wearing are organic or they're natural. So find what works for you. I feel like I talked to a friend the other day and she was like, well, my friend's not eating fruits anymore with her kids. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like bring it in. Yeah. You need to do what's best for you. Start small and start with like a couple things that you can manage because you don't want to get overwhelmed and then like not do it's just like dieting. Right. Nobody sticks to it if it's not going to work for them. Right. If it doesn't fit your lifestyle. Right. And I think too, 
you know, surrounding yourself with a good support system mm-hmm. is so important. And even if it's like your friends, like making maybe new friends or, or groups right. of people that kind of align with what you're trying to do. Cause that's helped know, me a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I know as we have kind of, you know, matured into this lifestyle that we're living my Mm -hmm. husband and I you do in some ways lose friends because yeah for us you know we want to maybe go to a really good restaurant enjoy quality food farm to table yeah Yeah. we look for farm to table (laughs) but we We pay for that and I don't mind right and we look for like gyms when we travel and stuff instead Mm -hmm. of like maybe going somewhere that's like all inclusive Mm -hmm. all you can drink get wasted like the buffets yeah like I know (laughs) so you find sometimes that like you know those those things will change and the people that you gravitate towards Mm -hmm. um may change too and you know you don't have to like alienate people and be like well you don't eat you're weird if you don't yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like we're the weird ones for being really clean (laughs) but I think you find a lot of support mm-hmm. and empowerment in in people in your that community share, yeah yep. the similar interests that's stuff, so true so. and that's kind of where my birthing stories changed because I had people that had done it and they yeah. were like look it's a simple process you just have to trust yourself you know and that whole process and then they were the same people that kind of ate organic and had that same lifestyle. And then it's easy. Like if I bring my kids there, they're eating healthy food and I don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I'm also the mom that doesn't go crazy with school stuff. Cause I'm like, you know what? They're going to eat it. It's not going to kill them, but like, yeah, like my kids had cotton candy for the first time on Monday. Mm. They actually didn't like it. And I was like, sweet. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We were at Disney and they wanted cotton candy. They were asking what it was. They saw it on like a, a show and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to say no. I mean, they're not sheltered. Right. But um, yeah, we do limit stuff like that. But right. And you're not like buying it for them, you know, wherever no, you go. No. So thankfully it's... they hated it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it works oh, in they were like, We like the tea you drink better. I make this like <laughs> chocolate tea for them. So Aww. yeah. So That's good. But yeah, it does take a community. Yep. Small steps. Find a couple of things that you can change. And then you'll see that it affects other areas in your life quickly that's so cool yep so uh like we said at the beginning we are going to be doing a giveaway of tribe essentials and so what you have to do is go and like uh follow both myself and michelle's Mm -hmm. pages so what's your instagram handle it's your tribe essentials your tribe essentials so go and like um so follow, like her post that, mm-hmm. that her most recent post on there and tag two friends. Right. And then also go to my page as well. My Instagram, Sarah G fitness and do the same there on my post. Our most recent post will be of this podcast. Uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of this podcast episode. And then we will be, or Michelle will be selecting one of you to receive and you can tell them what they're getting. Exactly, They're going to get a body butter and a sugar scrub set. Yeah. So the scent will be the same and you get to choose out of, I think I have like five sets that you can choose from. Cool. So, and she will ship it right to you at yes. no cost. So, yeah. um, that's pretty cool because her products are awesome. <laughs> so, and then what's your website or Facebook or whatever where people So Facebook, can... they can just look up tribe essentials. That's the backslash after facebook.com. And then um, website is trybodyessentials.com. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thanks so much for joining You're me, Michelle. Welcome. It's thanks been really, um, really cool talking to you. I hope you guys listening have all enjoyed mm-hmm. this information and found it inspiring. Make sure you subscribe to the Healthy for Life podcast, and we will catch you all next week, or I will catch you all next mm-hmm. week. <laughs> all right, take care.